Hello and welcome and thank you for tuning in to Habits of Influence, a project by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs, where we discuss the good, the bad and the ugly aspects of building a movement and hopefully provide insight as well as motivation for your business journey. Through the combined expertise of 34 years in business, your hosts Magdalena Hanna and Ian Mannheimer are here to empower and indirectly mentor you whilst you become the person others wish to follow. Hello and welcome to yet another episode of Habits of Influence, where we discuss the good, the bad, and the ugly side of being in business. Not just the overnight successes, not just the accolades, but the actual truth. So if you're feeling confused, alone, we're here to hold your hand and guide you through this journey called life and business. And with you, as usual, two co-hosts, Magdalena Hanna and Ian Manheimer. And we're really, really happy to be with you yet another week in a row and discuss all those things that we find are very important and severely not undertaken enough uh, in podcasts, uh, radio shows, Facebook lives, or whatever other medium you can imagine. Today, I <laughs> we've actually spoke about this last week. Um, you kind of tiptoed into the into the subject of integrity in business and that is exactly what I would like to discuss today um in my humble opinion there's only two types of marketers right at this moment and those are the you know the vicious salesmen who want to close every sale um there's even a saying called abc always be closing um which i don't entirely agree with um i've got my own thoughts of how i like to conduct business but i know that is something that a lot of people struggle with is that they are being approached by those horrific you know vindictive vicious salesmen who don't care about them as a person but do care about a sale in the end but there is also a large group of people as we've mentioned in previous episodes that do really care they want to provide value they want to help people genuinely uh, a lot of the times those people are overlooked um or underappreciated which which is very very sad in my opinion but what are your takes on it um is it only just two types of marketers is it more how do you feel about that i don't know if i have a definite clarification on one or two or how many different types of marketing but i do definitely feel that there's a different style and like you mentioned there are the people who go out there and they their goal is get as many sales as possible they don't care it is just it's just that numbers 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 and there's there's groups, companies, whatever you want to call them, that are more of a client-based company that really truly cares about the integrity of their product, integrity of their service, you know, what, what they're putting out there. Um, maybe they contribute to the community. And it's not about every sale. It's understanding um, who your clientele is. And it really depends on what, what type of thing we're talking about. You know, if we're talking about like, the coaching world, for example, um, that's going to be much different than a product, you know, and you know, know, knowing your audience for either one is going to be important, but, you know, a product is going to be different because that's going to be based on people who need to use your product or want to use your product or maybe even try your product. Um, where a service is going to be based on people who actually need what you have or are looking for what you have, so to say. And, you know, for example, if I want to remodel my bathroom, I'm probably not going to go to somebody selling, you know, hair supplies. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, so I would look for contractors 
and I'm not going to be looking at somebody in the UK to come fix my Absolutely. my bathroom Absolutely. because it's going to cost an arm and a leg. You know, so it's you know finding local people. Then then that, so you start to look at customer reviews. You start to look at what people say about the company. You look at how long they've been in business. So you start to build that brand recognition. You start to build the or you start to trust the the brand, the people who've been doing it, the where they come from, what they represent. If you see a bunch of negative reviews. I'm probably not going to use that company because the majority of experience has not been positive. Yeah. But see, yeah. that's, that's where the problem actually starts. I, I am hearing you talking about the reviews and obviously um, how long the company has been in business. Uh, but how many situations do we have in business with different variety of companies in different you know fields? I'm not just talking about uh, my field, which is either, you know, small products or, or business coaching. Um, we're talking about massive companies who kind of, you know, start mass producing and stop minding quality as much, or they are in a position to buy those reviews and those reviews are not necessarily honest from, from actual, uh, you know, buyers that use the products. Or you've mentioned contractors. How many times does a company advertise a specific service, but then they come in and they screw it up completely from A to Z, you know, not doing a good job and, and still expecting to get paid. Um, where do you stand on this one? I've seen both sides. Uh, I did learn. I mean, typically what I've found is with the reviews, at least depending on the format, um, like there's certain, companies i don't know if i don't want, want to necessarily drop names but there are certain organizations where you can pay for reviews or you can they if you're not advertising with that organization they're, they're going to hide your organic reviews and only do reviews from people who they know um, which i don't support that at all oh just um, presenting the positive reviews right and hiding the negative ones that happens as well yeah yeah there, there's there's one organization in particular that I'm, that I'm thinking of that if you don't advertise with them they don't post the reviews that are, that clients actually do. <laughs> they'll they'll say not review. We can talk about that another time. Okay. But, but but yeah, it's it's kind of weird. I mean, I know Google tends to be a little bit more of a trusted source because yeah. with Google with Google reviews, um, they're actually filtered through web addresses and through Google. And yes, a company could theoretically pay for it. Um, I don't think you're going to see it as much as on a local side as, as you would on a global side. Um, but. I think reviews, I know I'm a big fan of reviews. I like to give reviews, especially positive ones. And I like to read reviews of what other people say. And, and what I look for is consistency in messaging. So when I'm looking at reviews, cause you can buy reviews, but not everyone's going to say the same thing. Like they, they might say, Oh, great service, whatever. But you look for, you know, where, you know, what dates are people posting? What are, what are people actually saying in their reviews and look at the integrity of the people who are doing it. Is it just, does it seem like a bunch of made up names? Does it seem like actual people with Google? They're starting to put your Google profile picture on your reviews. So you'll see their actual people that are posting. So I, I don't, I'm, I don't know if I have one way or another to look at that. I know that I use, I, I tend to use reviews um, after some experiences with companies that did not have good reviews Right after the fact. I mean, yeah, of course, there are there are several platforms that you can sign up to, Google being one of them. Um, I think Trustpilot is quite good when it comes to taking reviews as well. Um, but a lot of times, unfortunately, I mean, it's less than it used to be. A lot of times, unfortunately, um, those reviews are either irrelevant to the actual product or they are being bought. You know, there's a lot of dupe um, reviews on Amazon. In fact, there is a whole 
um, procedure of how to get more reviews in their very beginning. You know, a lot of mentors teaching that, that that's what you're supposed to do, apparently. Just ask your fans to, you know, go and review your book. I mean, the, the books, the bestsellers, you know that half of them are bestsellers, not because they're so good and so valuable in, in, in themselves. It's because the person... Um, you know, selling the book has a very large network that just, you know, put their hands together and all reviewed the book. And that's why it went to number one. So, you know, where is that? <laughs> where is that thin line between, you know, integrity and dishonesty? That, that's a good point. And I, I'm glad you circled back. Tech. So I was, I was starting to feel like we're, sw we're swaying away from our conversation of the integrity and business go starting to focus on the review point. Um, you know, I, I think... Again, in my opinion, it is the integrity of the business to uphold a certain standard. And that's just, that's me. That's because any business that I've either been part of or have operated or owned or started has always been from the mindset of if I was the consumer, if I was the client, how would I want to be treated? And I think that that's one of the things that separates me and why I've been successful in my businesses is because I treat my clients the way they want to be treated. I, I'll ask them what works for them. I will make recommendations on what they need. And that's, I, I feel it as a business owner or as a company, it's our responsibility to take care of our clients, no matter what, whether would it's a product. Say, sorry to interrupt you here, but would you say this is a way to actually achieve success? Which, which way is better? Is the um, you know, hard sales approach better in terms of getting clients or is what you're saying, you know, the reason why you achieve success is because you've been taking care of your clients, which I absolutely, you know, agree with. And this is something I do myself, but I've, I've found myself in two separate avenues. Um, you know, those of people abusing the fact that I was good and I wanted to help. Um, and of course, my the fact that I have re, you know retainer and clients, so the clients actually keep on coming back to me because they know that I'm one that good and helping them, but also I do actually really care about their results, and their results are outstanding, you know, because of that, because we go all the way. It doesn't just stop with uh, when you you know the cooperation stops, you stop paying me, you no longer have access. No, we kind of go one further. But uh, where is that sweet spot, the balance in between of being you know too nice and um uh, and you know and, and and just being professional but that that again is another subject in itself that we can discuss but i'm just saying is it more often that people achieve success by being nice or do you achieve success by being that hard sell person that just is going to approach you uh from the point of sale on a very uh, on every single occasion I don't think it's one or the other. I think it comes down to what your goals are as an entrepreneur, as a business owner. And I think it comes down to what you want to be known for. You know, you think of the old car salesman. Yeah, they make the sales. You make the money. Yeah. That customer may never come back to you, but you have 10 other customers that are going to come to you because they don't know you. Or you have the business that, like you said, has the retention, has people coming back, does referrals. So they're, they're, bo they're both strategies. It depends on what your goal is. If your goal is just to make money, anyway, it's going to work for you because you, you can sell a product that you don't stand behind. You can provide horrible customer service. People will buy and you can make money. If you mm -hmm. want to build a legacy, if you want to build a company that's, that is reputable, if you want to build sustainability, longevity, then I feel it's something that you go for with taking care of people and really providing what you say you're going to provide.
Yeah. You know, can you get, can you make money both ways? Absolutely. Are there yeah. people that get rich? Yes, absolutely. And yeah, apply the masses, do mass marketing, you know, make promises you can't keep, you know, make, you know, shiny objects. It's, it, yeah, people will buy, Any, anybody will absolutely, buy. Absolutely, absolutely. And people do react to those, those offers still, you know, everybody's just like saying, oh, I don't like that. I don't appreciate it. But the fact of the matter is a lot of people do react to that. A lot of people will buy their products because of that hard sell approach. So I completely agree with you that, I mean, both methods do work. I guess it's more of a... Uh, more of a choice of what you want to go with, right? What is your branding? What, which avenue do you feel comfortable in being? Which bracket do you want to find yourself in? And, uh, you know, just running with it, just, just staying consistent with that, that approach. Um, either one is going to work. And what works for you? That's the question. <laughs> yeah, what works for one that may not work for the other. And it really, like I said, it really comes down to what you want to have as your reputation. And I think as a solo solopreneur or a, you know, small business reputation is going to be everything. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, and it, it really, absolutely. especially if you're in a community environment, you know, for example, where I live, I'm in Vancouver, Washington. This is a very community based area. And one of the ways that I've built up my success in our area is I'm involved with a lot of the nonprofits. You know, we support our nonprofit organizations. We, we do donations either if they're not monetary donations or donations, in kind donations with equipment or gift cards or, or whatever for their events or how, however it works out and you get involved and you get a reputation. And then the other thing about, especially if you're in a community, and I'm not gonna say small, but a smaller, you know, community-based type community. Um, yeah. If you don't uphold your service or don't uphold integrity, people are gonna know really fast and you will be out of business. Hmm. Absolutely, especially especially important for local businesses. I remember I used to I used to run a local business, uh, absolutely. And I think, you know, especially for brick and mortar local businesses, opinion is everything, uh, reputation is everything, and this is going it, this can actually make or break a business. But you know, summing it up, um, I think you know it, it's all a case of perspective. Uh, like I said, it's a it's a choice which branding uh, route you want to take or uh, what is more congruent with your values, should I say. But there's also a perspective or how, how we look at the same things, right? So uh, I've mentioned the, the rule of ABC in the very beginning, which is always be closing. I, I just recently um, listened to an interview with my mentor, Carl Harvey, um, who kind of proposed a abbreviation of the same thing, the ABC. So instead of always be closing, always be caring, as in like that loving, kind, uh, alternative to sales, you know, not the pushy side. So however you look at it, you know, it all depends on what you feel deep inside is going to be best for you or your business. And also how long you want to be in business. But like I said, this does not kind of, you know, touch upon all the aspects of it. Uh, but I think it's a nice sum it up, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And I think going like what you said, the integrity, it's a choice. Everyone wakes up in the morning with a choice of how we want to carry ourselves and how we want to pr produce our business. And if, if I, my opinion, if we operate with integrity, we're going to have more longevity, more sustainability, and we're going to create a legacy as if, and then if we don't. Yeah, but the fact is, we need to be objective. You know, they both work. So if you're an a-hole, <laughs> you're probably going to make it as well. Uh, it's well, just a case of, you know, those poor people that you're going to meet down the line <laughs> that you're going to interact with. 
<laughs> right. And I think that's it for today's episode. You know, ended up on a hopefully funny note. Um, <laughs> if you want to listen to more of us, please subscribe uh, to our podcast, Habits of Influence. We are on major uh, podcast channels, which is Spotify, iTunes, and all the other ones that I never could remember. Hey-ho, if you find them, Habits of Influence, we're everywhere. Uh, you can subscribe today and support the work that we're doing in helping you out on your journey. And if you're more of an interactive person, please go to our YouTube, also Habits of Influence, uh, where you can drop your comments and your thoughts about each and every episode. And of course, of course, because we're with you every single week, don't forget to press the notification bell so you don't miss an episode when we release one. And for now, guys, I think that's it. Um, Ian, any other last words? Have a great week. We'll see you next week. Thanks for being here. See you next week, guys. Thank you.